Hey y'all, I'm Erin Bagwell. And I'm Diana Matthews. Welcome to Feminist Wednesday's Beaver Talk, the podcast where we give Hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism. In our world, we have all the Cape Blanchett costume changes. Sandra Bullock teaches us how to make the perfect gravesite martini. And Diana and I were invited to the Met Ball. Join us as we deep dive into all the things that fire us up about film and television, the glorious, the misogynistic, and the groundbreaking. This is Beaver Beaver Talk. I love this. Yeah, I love that we've both decided to wear thigh-high boots for this episode. I know, and some very expensive sunglasses, because that was also a thing in this movie. Yeah, we really had to dress up for you guys. (laughs) Well, I did go to a dressy event for it. I know. Please tell me about this. I went to, so our producer, Kent, invited me uh, to... Uh, screening of it at the Ellen. I was also invited, but I just me. It was just me. He did that like out of (laughs) politeness. We know who the favorite. He had to invite both of us. Uh You know he did. Um, and everybody was dressed up, and it was a delight. What did you guys wear? I wore like a white cocktail dress. Excellent, Kent. What did you wear? Uh, I wore an evening jacket, a gray and black evening jacket with. He looks like James Bond. Did you wear jeans? jeans? Were you wearing jeans with your blazer? Okay. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he was wearing, what were the shoes called that you wore? Spectator shoes. Ugh. What's a spectator shoe? <laughs> All right. Google, somebody Google it from, somebody my, Google from my brain. Um, it was very fancy, which was great because this movie is very fancy. Yeah. I liked seeing the inside of the map ball. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. That was cool. Although we had a, I like the, well, do I like the Kardashians? I'm in and out. Ooh, I love those shoes. They're like, um... They remind me of like 40s kind of inspired black and white. Yeah, very they're very fancy. like Fred Astaire, I feel. Yeah. Bravo, Fred Kent. Fred Astaire vibe. Um, Ocean's 8. How do we feel? <laughs> <laughs> Diana and I keep saying this is going to be the shortest episode we've ever done. Um, how did we feel? How did we feel? I thought this movie um, had a really fun cast. And I think we both didn't like I this movie. The map ball. No, you can't like now be digging into the things that you like. Well, I'm I I like to start high. All right, let's start high, and then I go, then we go deeper. Um, <laughs> I like the idea of a spy movie. What? Like a the heist of like that's a good okay, format. You like the heist film. That's like a fun. I liked these ladies. Kate Blanchett and Sandra Bullock were so cool. And um, she's really digging deep here, everybody. Um, here's how I feel about this film. I absolutely I loved. loved no. You know who I loved? Anne Hathaway. Yes. Can and we? And I just... loved her boobs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's breastfeeding. Her breasts look beautiful. She looked stunning. She really cared. I think she carried the whole movie. She carried the whole thing on her back the entire way. To she the was such a pleasure and a joy to watch. She was like a real movie star. She, she like oozed into every pore of the screen. Yeah. I loved Anne Hathaway. I also movie. really enjoyed um, Helena Bottoma Carter. I thought she was pretty funny. Yeah. She's hilarious. She's great. That was good. She just stayed in her lane and like did her role and it was amazing. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love 
the George Clooney Brad Pitt Ocean's Eleven. That movie is the sleepover movie for me. I watched it every sleepover. I probably watched that movie once a month at one point in my life. Really? I love those movies. I even loved Ocean's 12 and I even loved Ocean's 13. So I'm coming to this movie from a place of like, impress me. You're in like, you're, you're already in the fandom. I'm in the fandom. You want to be wooed. I want to be wooed. Sure. And I just wasn't. It never, to me, hit the cool factor that Ocean's Eleven with George Clooney hit. Well, let me tell you what I thought the big problem of this movie was. That nothing went wrong. Yeah. There were no stakes. There were no stakes. At no point did you think the jig is up and the girls have to like pull a fast one and think on their feet or make it happen. We don't get to see their intellect really shine. Everything just goes flawlessly, which I thought was kind of boring. And then at the end when they pin it on the boyfriend, James Corden. Guys. But James Corden like kind of had to do a Hail Mary to make the movie funny. Well, he also – I don't even want to talk about James Corden. But anyway, (laughs) um, they don't even really – pin it on the boyfriend in a way that like James Corden even thinks it's not them. Yeah. Like everybody knows that they did it and they're just going to pin it on. It just felt very like, what did we do here? Yeah. You know? Agreed. I feel like what I loved about Ocean's Eleven, like the original with George Clooney, which I realize is not the original original, but for the purposes of this podcast, that's what I'm counting as the original. What is the original original? With Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, For me, it's like, I love the chemistry between them. I love, like, the weirdness of, like, the two Mormon brothers. I love Don Cheadle coming in. I love the relationship with Matt Damon. I love how Brad Pitt is, like, so removed from it. And Kate Blanchett did play the Rusty Ryan role very well of just kind of being the greaser who, like, makes everything happen, makes everything. She's facilitating it. Her jewelry. Her everything. Was really great. Her everything. She looks great in a suit. The electric blue suit she wore? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. My heart stopped. I only tried on a blue blazer the other day, and I'm really regretting not buying it. Go get it. <laughs> Live out your Ocean's 8. I need, like, ten, 10 gold rings, though, to really make it work. You can get that. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's Century or Forever 21 visit. It's probably in your future. But for me, it just, like, never hit on the, like, funny factor the cool factor I love how quirky Ocean's Eleven was I loved how parts of it just seemed so natural it was like almost improvised like it was just so effortless to watch and I didn't get the effortless factor from Ocean's 8 it felt like a movie well you know what else I mean I hate to say this but I felt like they flushed out like three characters and then I feel like the women of color in this movie were like really bad archetypes of like, like Rihanna's a reggae weed smoker. Awful. I was like, that's original. Like it just felt very, like I'm mad they even used Rihanna in that way. Like I feel like what a waste of her dimensions. Like even the, um, the one girl who was like the skateboarder with this movie. Yeah. And Mindy Kaling. Like it just, they all felt very one-dimensional to mm-hmm. me of like they're the minority characters and they're going to have their one niche and their one like thing and that's – they just didn't give me like a full-bodied where you'd be able to improvise and like really know who your person was and that made me feel kind of sad. Yeah, the whole thing just – and Sandra Bullock for me, I'm not a huge Sandra Bullock fan, so already – this is a personal issue for me, but I, I, I never like- felt like I cared about her. 
I thought the opening scene was the best scene in the movie where she goes into the department store and she like yeah. <laughs> steals the perfume and then she goes into the hotel and she does she swindles the hotel room like yeah the effortlessness of privilege that she just kind of um exuded like the confidence yeah. was off the charts and I I wish they would have ridden that kind of energy I wish all the women maybe would have brought something like that yeah because it almost felt to me like the energy a man would bring into like that kind of a situation. Like there's no like hmm. second guessing. There's no, you know, I think we're very in our heads. Culturally, we are taught to like question and be likable. And she, there's such a prowessness about her that I wish they would have given. And Anne Hathaway had a bit of that too. And I wish maybe we would have could see these women emboldened like these really confident, you know, badass thieves who are so you know, grounded in their expertise that they just like fucking brought it. I felt like it was a bit, I don't know. It was, it was underwhelming. Yeah, I felt very underwhelmed. And it's funny because like I came out of this movie just kind of like yawn. And then Umer and Kent, who I was with, were both just like, that was awesome. So I was very like, it was ironic because the woman who leads the feminist podcast did not like this film. And the two guys I was with were all in. To be fair, when I left the theater, I didn't not like it. I just was kind of like, oh, that was good. Like, but it could have, I guess it could have been better. And so then it kind of felt like a, let, a little bit of a letdown. What would you have done differently? Because this is something I've been thinking about a lot with this movie is like, what would I have changed? And I think the big thing I would have changed is casting. Really? I think, like how? I just, I'm not a huge Sandra Bullock fan, so I would have taken her out. Isn't she the main person or is she yeah. in I just would have cast somebody else as her as okay, Debbie well. Ocean. <laughs> Aside from that. I also would have taken out Rihanna and I would have put in Zoe, Zoe Kravitz. Oh, interesting. I feel like Rihanna was wasted. Like Rihanna's too big of a personality to play like such a, like a sad fiddle. But she's not an actress, so it doesn't make sense to me. She's okay. trying to be an actress, but I'd, it felt like Rihanna in the movie. It was just like very strange. I don't know why they didn't give her. I just felt like it was a bad role. I will not blame Rihanna for that. Okay. All she did was smoke weed and say eight ball like 15 times. Like what's she going to do? Nine ball. Whatever. <laughs> I think I would have loved. Her relationship with her sister could have been like a whole thing. I know. I just felt like there was a lot of missed buckets here. Yeah. The only person, that I, another person I liked is a. Uh, Sarah Paul. Love Sarah Paulson. Yes, she, her, she was great. And the, her being in the garage with all the stolen goods. And, yeah. And her being like the, the wackadoo mom and then sneaking into Vogue. Like, again, that privilege of like, we're just going to fake this shit until like it happens. Like, yeah. that was a joy to watch. Yeah. More yeah, yeah. of that. More of that. Yeah. I think more of seeing the women. Because that's what I loved in Ocean's Eleven. Anne Hathaway seeing... bullshitting the police officer. Oh my God. More of that. Yeah, like just seeing all the women like in their elements because that's something that Ocean's Eleven does so well is like you get to see them all kind of shine at different moments of the film. Yeah. While while like Danny Ocean and Rusty Ryan get to like also live I it didn't out. like that the one um, man who does like the acrobatics Yang like he came in and like saved the day. Loved and, like, it. I love that they're bringing back original cast because they're gonna do it now for Ocean's Nine and Ten, and you know who we're working up to. You know who's coming back at the end of this. Mr. Amal Clooney. Mr. Amal Clooney is going to make an appearance. Um, Yeah, I just felt like it was kind of like, again, like we're building up these women and then in the end, like a man is just going to do all the heavy lifting. It just kind of felt. So this is something I talked about with uh, Kent and Umer is like, I hope that they 
Because there will be nine and ten. They're obviously going to make it Ocean more 8 movies. through 13. Well, we need to see more of Kate Blanchett's pantsuits. Right. We need more of the wardrobe department. But I hope that the big payoff in Ocean's what will then be ten is not that George Clooney is going to pull a Hail Mary and, like, save the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I worry that, like, and maybe they're not planning to do this at all. They're and I'm 100% like, totally going to do that. I'm worried about they're it. They're 100% going to do that. Yeah. I'm worried about it. I'm worried they've kind of painted themselves into a corner with this one. I feel like, to be honest, and I, I should have done more research about this, but I feel like there were not, the writing was more written. This is going to be a mean thing to say to not credibly know, but I feel like men just wrote this movie and thought it was good enough and they really just could have leveled us up a lot. I also feel like something that kind of offended me was the fact that there was no kind of resistance and there was no real risk because I was like, do they think we can't handle it? Like, where's the real stakes in this movie? But isn't this the problem of having a prequel franchise to a franchise that didn't need a prequel? Because Ocean's 13 is, Ocean's 12 and 13 were like panned. And it's weird to me that we remade this at all because like, why don't we give all of these women incredible new roles? I know, instead of you making hate them, a remake. I hate a remake. You hate a remake. I hate a remake of a franchise that was male dominated that we're now just letting the girls take on. I know you on. do. But here's what I will say, like that, that movie was not going to get made. The movie with Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett was not going to get the budget so we get, that Ocean's 10 was going to get. But so we get this very mediocre film instead? Well, here's the thing. I, I think there's a way for the film to have not been mediocre. But, we, like, but that's what I'm saying is like, but we did it anyways. And I think that like, I mean, Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, these women are on the top of their game. Throw some money at it and produce a film. Well, Diana, welcome to Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, the but only is, things that are getting green light it, are franchises. No, I know. Are these big temple? So unless Create we're a new franchise, people are not going to do it. But I think that we've that's had like my eighty superhero movies, <laughs> and that's the like only films that we're greenlighting right now are these big fucking movies. So either the women can remake these franchises, or we're not going to see them on screen at all. I don't agree. I don't think it's that black Unless and white. Anna Pernod a Pictures is going to like fund something. Let's do it. They're really not. It's not happening. I don't agree. I think that this is where change happens. I think I it's think happening that... in television. I think it's happening. Oh, television is always like. I think it's happening in every forum there. on television and media and streaming. I think yeah. the film industry is the most fucked industry. So then we don't play the game. We don't make mediocre content that just isn't going to. And the thing about this is like we are definitely the minority because this movie has made a shitload of money yeah people are loving it but i mean i liked it (laughs) (laughs) i just i just wanted it to be so much better and for oceans nine and ten i think we need to lean more into what makes these women unique and let's make them funnier i could do with more humor well you know maybe i mean i'm being very optimistic here but maybe they needed to prove that the that they could make money to be able to get the powerhouse, you know, female writing team they need to actually deliver this movie. You know? Sure. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't think that's what the, I don't think that's the end goal here. I think the end goal is to revive a franchise that worked before, so we're going to do it again. Yeah. And I mean, I mean they listen, did change a I'm not single mad, thing about it. I'm not mad at the franchise. I'm just mad at the writing. I'm mad at reviving movies that don't need to be revived instead of making original content. I think this is laziness. I think this is Hollywood laziness. I a thousand percent agree with you. Yeah. I would just rather see women get paid and women get 
produced, then women not have any space at all in the industry. So I think what we're saying is for Oceans 9 and 10, it needs to be all female production crew. I think that, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Kent, do you mind Googling who wrote this movie? uh, It's Olivia Milch. There's a woman at the helm. It's fine. We just have to do better for Oceans 9 and 10. Uh, maybe they will. I trust it. Maybe they're testing the waters. Oh, now you're back on board. We have to be optimistic in these times. Yeah. I'm not on board, but I think that, I mean, we're getting those movies regardless, so I would love to see them. Be good. Be good. Be, re- be better. Be great. Be great. Be as great as Anne Hathaway was. Don't be good, be great. Ah, she was so good. She's so phenomenal. A delight. She just like understood that role through and through and played it up to the ultimate extreme. I also read that at one point that she was, um, you know, she's breastfeeding throughout this movie and they had gone over their time by like two hours and she told like Sandra Bullock and Sandra Bullock was like, okay, now we're shutting down the, you know, set for five minutes so that she can pump because she had been over. Um, and I guess Anne Hathaway, I think if the guy directed it, maybe she was like nervous to say something or she felt awkward or she wanted to get the scene done or, you know, whatever it was, but she felt like having her, having such a sisterhood on set gave her permission to like actually relieve herself. That's fun. As her, uh, as she needed to. I also love that they did all the press calls at the Met, like the Met Museum. And so everybody looked like super glitzy and glamorous on the steps and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. All the promotion for this movie in New York was that. Why the, were there so many Kardashian shots? Girl, you're going to have to answer that yourself. You know, I've really... Guys, I've turned on the Kardashians. Let's talk about it. I've turned 180. <laughs> what happened? Tell us Tell us what I think Kanye happened. Kanye happened a long time ago. So what was it about this time? No, I just think it. it he continues to be a garbage person. And so... And the fact that Kim, who's always kind of... This is the thing is she's always kind of been like, I wish she wouldn't be on Twitter. Like she she will say stuff that's like, I don't agree with where his brain is at. But then this last time with like the slavery stuff, she was like, I'm going to defend him. And I was like, well, now you're dead to me. So. That's a big breakup. You and Kimmy K go way back. <laughs> I know you really do. Oh, man. Not into it. The new season comes out this summer. I'm, I'm going to watch. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how I feel. Where does the new I'm season I'm very pick deeply up? invested in the Housewives now, so I don't need the Kardashians. Also great people. Oh, yeah, the best. We've jumped from one good group to <laughs> At the least other. Bethany's raising millions of dollars for Puerto Rico still. She was the first airplane over there, baby. Yeah, and uh, Pitbull. Was it Pitbull? Pitbull went to like a hurricane area. It was like one of the only flights to go over. Great. Anyways, um... Yeah, the Kardashians are definitely canceled for you. Yeah, and they're, they're like weird pans at the at this. The weird celebrities that they got to be in this movie were just like so weird and few and far between. So they just kept using that footage and like really blowing it out. I liked the star quality at the Met Gala. I liked Leon Bridges. I liked Olivia Munn. I liked... Like, I feel like the they needed of... more though. I feel Katie, like we saw like three Katie people. Holmes. Katie Holmes at the table. I don't remember seeing any of these people. She's the one who like when Anne Hathaway starts like puking in her mouth she's like are you okay <laughs> a forgettable appearance i don't remember her i mean shame on you okay um i yeah the star quality Speaking didn't bother of... me kardashian face shoving always bothers me but that's yeah okay. and new. also oh, we have talked about this before i don't remember if it's been on air but they never dress appropriately for the mat they never dress in costume they oh, never no. follow the theme so it's like they just shouldn't go oh like they're the worst representation of the mat i think 
Well, Anna Wintour agreed until she like finally invited them. She had Kim Kardashian like blacklisted for years and then finally invited them when Kanye West showed up. They can go, but they should go with a Vogue stylist who's going to pick them actual like. They don't care. They're in Calabasas. They're not anywhere near any culture. They don't care. Yeah, but you need if the Met has a theme, you need to be in theme. You can't just throw a cross on your bodycon dress and call it a day. Not in theme. Preach, girl. I'm right there with you. You're just wasting our time. I know. They're very upsetting people. This is people. the thing, though, is they love a costume party. So I don't know what the what no, the hell's going on. they love going. Halloween. There's a, there's a disconnect. They love Halloween. They don't love a high fashion costume party. There's a big difference. She's, like, totally happy to dress as Cher, but she's not happy to, like, actually embrace culture. Maybe they, I, there's some kind of disconnect we there. We are dragging Kim Kardashian on this episode. Well, she can handle it. Maybe. I think she's doing just fine. Kim, if you want to come in and talk to us, the Beaver Talk door is open. I think she's just doing fine. Welcome to the Beaver Dam. But yeah, door's always open. <laughs> um, okay, what do you hope to see for Ocean's 9 and 10? Tell us. Are there really going to be more of these movies? Absolutely. It's gonna, they're going to franchise it. Okay. Which is well. actually Kent opened my eyes to that because he was like, yeah, they're going to just bring it right up to Ocean's 11. And I was like, you are brilliant. <laughs> So like this, this was a before. Wait a minute. No, no. This so is an this after. Is after. Yeah, but what? The, what? What is Ocean's Eleven? It's Danny and Julia Roberts. So George Clooney and Danny and oh my God, George Clooney and Julia Roberts have divorced. He was in jail. It's the exact same premise as this movie. He gets out of jail, decides to rob three casinos owned by Terry Benedict, who is now dating Julia Roberts, in order to get Julia Roberts back. But not even to get one. Julia Roberts back to just like fuck. So with he's Benedict. not dead. No, he's not dead. Why does she think he's dead? She doesn't. She says at the very end, she's like, "You better be in there." Oh, I thought she was. All right. She's very skeptical. I don't like it when they do that in movies where they move the timeline around. I don't know where we are. Although I didn't see any of those movies. You know what? Actually, in preparation, Wait, you didn't see Ocean's Eleven. I'm sure I did when I was like ten. But I did not watch it every month like you did. All right. I was busy replaying my Legally Blonde DVD. Um, I I mean, I did both. I feel like that's (laughs) not a one or the other. (laughs) It just didn't speak to me for whatever reason. through and through to me. But I will say I watched in preparation. I had some friends over and we're like, let's watch watch another Oceans movie. Like, let's get in preparation to watch this one. And I watched the one where they're in Italy, Mm -hmm. which was horrible. Oceans 12. Yeah, everybody hates it. It You shouldn't have watched it. I was like, is this what we're in for? Because then I saw Oceans. 13? <laughs> no, the new one. Eight? <laughs> the numerology one. <laughs> and I can't remember the name of the movie we're talking about. <laughs> I have like a numbers block, I'm telling you. We're on the But anyway, tale. then I watched this one and I was like, oh, they did a really good job considering that was the last one. <laughs> no, Oceans 13 is the last one. <laughs> that was like a really bad movie. I don't agree. Everybody, I mean, the world agrees. The but Italian always- one you think was a good movie, Diana? I will never turn my back on the Oceans franchise as held by George But you've Clooney. turned your back on oh, the women? this is bullshit. <laughs> How can you be... I'm confused, though. About what? If there had been a cast, a George Clooney cast, and half of them were women, and, the franchi- and they're continuing the franchise, would you what? have liked this movie better? How can you like half the... Half women, half 
What I'm trying to say is how can you hold space for that garbage Italian movie because it had George Clooney in it? It's nostalgia. I loved Ocean's 11, 12, and 13. It's not a good movie. It's just purely nostalgia for me because it like embodies such a specific time So this one was not nostalgia enough for you. It Yeah, it didn't hit the same level of quality to me. Hmm. I love those movies so much. If it had George Clooney, would it have no? Because I, I don't. The women together didn't work for me. The ensemble cast of it did not hit home in the way that it did for Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. I love the. I ensemble guess you can't recast like Sex in the City and like call it a franchise. And don't make the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> if you can't recast it to a level that is very high quality, it's going to serve the story. Yeah, interesting. Then don't do it. Okay. Those are my thoughts. Wow. We just. Wow, really wow, trashed wow. it. Sandra Bullock, if you want to come in and talk, come in and talk to us about this film. I like Sandra Bullock. Okay. I like Miss Congeniality. Yeah. Love that movie. There's a movie. Love that movie. There's a movie. It's so good. She's very good at playing the, like a boss bitch who needs to soften. Isn't that what she did? She was the police officer in that movie. Yeah, but she's not, she's like an outcast. She's not a boss bitch. You know what I'm thinking of? The one where she was with Ryan Reynolds, the rom-com. The Proposal. Yeah. I can't sit through it. I've tried to watch it like five times. <laughs> you tried to watch it five times? I've tried to watch that movie at least three times. And I can't make it through. Hmm. Which is terrible. And the one she did with Hugh Grant, two weeks notice. Hugh Grant. I don't think I've seen guy. that one. She's done a lot of things. This I don't woman. care for Hugh Grant. Do you like Speed? Speed's I never saw Speed. Movie. Oh my God. You need to watch Speed. The Sandra Bullock cannon. <laughs> We've opened the door. We have opened the door. I eagerly await Ocean's Nine. <laughs> Do you? No. All right. What are we giving the director's advice for Ocean's Nine? Hire more women. To do everything. Mm-hmm. Make it funnier. Okay. And just, we need to like up the... The banter. The banter. We need to up the sexiness. We need to up the like suaveness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of the oceans movies. Okay, I hear what you're saying. I want us in sexier locations. I like New York was City. Sexy. Yeah, I like New York City, obviously, uh-huh. but I want to see them go like. I want to see them go to like a fancy like destination in like Indonesia, or like I want to see them like really rob. They should a go to Cannes. Yeah, they should like go somewhere. Yeah, yacht. And- I want some glamour. Yeah, the fashion was good. The fashion was great. Um, Anne Hathaway needs to be the star of the next one. Yeah. 100%. I want more Anne Hathaway. Yeah. I want more Anne Hathaway and I want more Kate Blanchett. And Sarah Paulson. And Sarah Paulson. Also, give the women of color, like, actual characters, please. Yeah, they, they just, they didn't write a whole lot for this, I feel. No, eight ball. <laughs> Nine ball. <laughs> Some ball. All right, Aaron. What was that, Ken? Do you have anything final to add? Are you cringing over there? It's your favorite movie. I have two points. Here, come speak into the mic, please. We're coming around. He's coming around the table. He's about to just bring us back down. I have two points of conversation that maybe you guys can discuss. So, obviously, I do think there's going to be a 9 and 10, right? So, the whole point of 9 and 10 is that's a number, and that's that's the number of the group. Who do you think they should add? And what kind of role do you think they should play? So that's one question. Two, who do you think should direct the sequels? Okay. Or write as well. And then three, I have a pitch for where they go to 
either finish up, maybe they finish up with this or the next one. They have to do a heist at the friggin' royal wedding. Yeah. There's a royal wedding and there's like something called the crown jewels, but it's <gasps> not the real crown jewels, and they have to rob that. Love it. I love that idea. Um, in which case, if we're gonna stay on that theme, I would like Helen Mirren to be added to the cast because I really want Helen Mirren to be in this. I feel like we have enough white women who are doing great work in this movie. Who would you add? Who else can we get? get Oprah in there. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Canceled. I want Patty Jenkins so to direct. so fun to watch Oprah sneak around like a museum and be like a badass? Hysterical. What a delight. If that's the level of intention we're taking to these right, films, right. then, then maybe. I want Naomi Harris to be added. What about Laverne Cox? Laverne Cox would be a great addition. Oh, she'd be so fun. She'd be great. I want Patty Jenkins to direct one because I'm worried about Patty Jenkins. Really? Tell me more. I don't know. Just like, I just want... I just want all the work for these women. She's deep in the hole for Wonder Woman 2, no? Yeah, but we can get her on Ocean's Tap. We need to diversify her for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, Laverne Cox. That's a great one. She would be great. Thinking more and more about it. Yeah, because she's got the glamour. I also love Naomi Harris. She's fun. I think Naomi Harris is a weapon. Um, I gotta think about this. I would also take the woman from uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Constance Wu. Who is also in that Jay-Z music video, which we never talked about. Yeah, but nobody can by, watch it. Directed by Ava DuVernay. They just put it on YouTube. Oh, did they? Finally? That only yeah. took forever. I know. Everyone is in that. I love it. It was a delightful little round table of women running the world. Yeah. Yeah, Ava DuVernay did a good job casting that. What was the other question? Who is in it? Who would you add in each movie and what role would they play? I still stand by Oprah, I'm sorry. And what would she do? <sighs> Everything. Okay, that's... <laughs> I feel like we need to see her, like, boots on the ground, like, be just, like, not a tech person. Like, I want to see her work with her hands. A tech person? Like, like not like a computer, like, I'm hacking the system. Not like that situation. Like, I want to see her with, like, black gloves on, like, sneaking around. I need her to be, like, physically at the location. I want to see um, Laverne Cox as a rival. <gasps> yeah. Like the, like the Vincent Cassell role in like Ocean's a, 12. Like a ba- another bad bitch gang yeah. who like, is going after the same crown jewels. Uh-huh. Yes, I, I like could be it. really down for that. That would be great. And then you could have a whole other cast of great, you know. Yeah, or she works with like one or two other people. Mm-hmm. That could be into Or that. she could just be the star. Yeah. And- I feel like she can be the Vincent Cassell role. Yeah, yeah. Love it. That would be fun. Well, they just need to give us a call, really. We're standing by. We're ready to help. We'd like to see this franchise do well. Yes, we would. Um, also, Bettys, I have an offer for you. We're going to tell you, obviously, to rate us and review us on iTunes. And if you write us a review, I will give you a tarot reading and give you a card for the day. Love it. So please rate us and review us. And if you have any unsolicited advice, you want any shows you think we should watch, you want us to weigh in on, you can email us at beavertalkpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, Kent, for spending your Feminist Wednesdays with us. Happy Feminist Wednesday. Bye.
Attention Springwood, my name is Josh Krebs. And I'm Liz Richards. And we're the hosts of Bloody Date Night. So Josh and I have been dating for four years, and Josh loves horror movies, and I hate them. Yeah, so each episode we go through the horror movie franchise canon to watch an episode and then meet up and we discuss it together. And so far it's been going pretty well, right Liz? I think it's gone pretty well so far. Yeah, each episode I try to see how far I can push Liz to watch a really good horror movie until she basically leaves me and it hasn't worked yet. Not yet. And it's awesome because you're the Tatum to my Sydney. You're sweet. And here's a clip from one of our recent episodes. Hello, I'm Exposition. Hey, let me t- let me tell you what just happened. There's a break-in at this costume store. Somebody stole some ropes, some knives. Somebody stole a mask. They stole $250. They scared a cat. They took two boas. They took two boas. Two feather boas, one I, set of angel wings. It's one of those goddamn... They're probably having a burlesque. <laughs> probably doing a burlesque show later. I don't know. Oh, Haddonfield. What isn't happening? Haddonfield's first burlesque <laughs> club. That'd be amazing. I would love that. Um, the Lacey Pumpkin. The la- Ooh. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production.